Hey, this is Julia, and welcome back to Aquarian Times. Today is July 19th, 2023, and this is episode 152. All right, so I'm going to mix in a few things today. And what I, what I, you know, the, the overall arch of the arc, excuse me, of the episode is work on yourself, not your life. Okay. So this is what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm going to kind of cover a few points, but first (laughs) I wanted to just drop a little bit of astrology for us. Um, so, you know, I, I noticed that again, I track the transits, um, you know, weekly very closely and also, you know, monthly and also by year as much as I can, according to some of the other, um, you know, I listen to like year reports and take notes and this kind of thing. Um, but basically we're having another one of those weeks (laughs) in the year that has been talked about, um, and again, with with any transit, we're always looking at the period of time around the transit, not just the actual day, the exact day that the transit is exact. Um, so this is something we have been feeling. Uh, we're actually coming right up to it this week, and it's something we'll feel afterwards. So, um, but basically, what what's happening is we're having a Mars. Saturn opposition on July 20th, which is Thursday, uh, tomorrow. And, um, so this is again, a significant moment, um, when we're looking at the year because, uh, you know, it's always notable to look at oppositions, but depending on the planet, it's more notable and not to mention, it's just a very busy week because we had a full moon on Monday. Or sorry, we had a new moon. Scratch that. We had a new moon on Monday in Cancer. Um, we've got this anticipated Saturn, uh, Mars-Saturn opposition on Thursday. We have a sun opposing Pluto on Friday. <laughs> And there's other things going on, and, and, and as well, the, the, the lunar node switched um, signs this week. So you can just, these, there's other things happening too, but these are like a lot of major things happening in one week. So, you know, because the, the general tone, um, you know, is, is that of, um, you know, oppositions, because we had these two major oppositions this week, there is, you know, sort of like a, like a red flag energy around this time, just caution, you know, caution to take it easy, take it slow, beware of conflict, um, you know, beware of anxiety. (laughs) Um, just, there's a reason for these things, um, you know, emotional, energetic disturbances to arise right now because of these transits. And, um, so just to explain when we're looking at the planets, traditionally there's what's called the two malefics and traditionally they were Mars and Saturn. Now we could also throw Pluto in there. Now we could also even throw Neptune in there now. And Uranus is a bit of a oddball too, but you know, in terms of malefic, uh, these are, um, you know, considered to be the harsher, the more, um, adversarial, the more strict, the more, um, heavy energies, right? Um, so, you know, we've got Mars, which is aggression. It's the ego. It's, um, the, you know, will and, um, you know, it's a fiery, fast moving, very, you know, characterizes the, the the hyper-masculine and, um, that energy, you know, is just zooming around the Zodiac. Like Mars goes pretty fast. So Mars is always on the move. 
can't slow this guy down, right? He's just zipping around. Um, sometimes he, you know, will go backwards every two years, goes retrograde for about two months. And, um, right now Mars is in Virgo and, um, just recently entered Virgo and is opposing directly the planet Saturn, which is retrograde on July 20th. So Saturn is characterized by um, authority, um, strictness. Uh, it's like the harsh discipliner. It's the, you know, the strong, the teacher, the sort of foreboding, you know, oppositional. It, it, it is a very oppositional energy, Saturn. It's kind of like, you know, the boundary. And as you can tell, this, you know, is needed in our lives. Um, we need boundaries, we need discipline, we need authority, you know, in some, in some way, we need, you know, rules, we need these things. But, you know, it can be, um, you know, a kind of harsh or, or maybe a downer, you know, um, to have to sort of, uh, you know, again, it's sort of like, Saturn's always like, go back to school, you know, <laughs> and just kind of, um, you know, if you were like a kid in summer vacation, you'd be like, oh, I want to go, I want to play, you know, and that's, and that's kind of what's happening here is we've got Mars, which is like, I just want to go fast. I want to play. I want to be fully expressed. I want to, you know, be fiery. I want to be, you know, out there. And it's coming into a direct opposition with Saturn. And so what that does is you've got this this Mars energy that's being contained in a way that is, it kind of, it dampens the fire of, of Mars. So Saturn will put out Mars's fire, right? But Mars, of course, you know, you can't just totally put out Mars's fire. So what happens to Mars? It gets kind of frustrated, right? It gets agitated. It gets, um, or maybe it just kind of like, um, you know, leaves its body, right? It's just like, well, I can't, you know, do what I need to do. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm powerless. So it's like this rendering of this martial energy, which is this warrior energy. And it's basically saying it's taking Mars's power away, right? When Saturn is opposition. So Again, when we have these transits, when we have especially oppositions, they can show up as dynamics in our lives where we're playing one character and then somebody else is playing the other character. So, for instance, if you're playing Mars in this situation, you may find that you're you're getting a, a roadblock, you know, um, in your plans, right? You're just, you're something, you know, you have, you're trying to move forward and it's like, no, there's a big stop sign. And again, <laughs> the funny thing is, is we could perceive this as negative, but it's sort of like, again, if you're a child and you've got all this energy and you've got the parent being like, no, don't run. There's a cliff there. Like you can't run because you might run off the cliff. Right. So it may feel like you're being thwarted, like you're being held down, like you're you know, you can't do what you want to do, but it's like Saturn's actually there to like keep you safe, keep you tame and help grow you up, you know? And so, you know, it's just funny because a lot of astrologers are kind of like big old red light on this one. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's like there may be some cliff you're heading towards in your life, you know, because, because of your will, because of your ego, right? Where you're just like, come hell or high water, I want to get this job, this relationship, this um, whatever the thing is, this new car, I want this red Camaro, you know? <laughs> and it's like Saturn is just getting in your way and being like, sorry, no, nope, you can't do it, you know? We're going to stop you. And again, if you're just perceiving this from the point of view of the ego, you're like, what the heck, you know, I'm being stopped. Like, this isn't fair. I'm not down with this, you know, get out of my way, Saturn. But Saturn, 
again, it's just playing a role. And it may be a very blessed, a, a big blessing that Saturn is coming in the way of your plans, right? So that's the way I look at this, you know. Um, I wouldn't see this as a necessarily negative thing. Again, I always, I always think about how we have to just bow to the energy of the universe because it knows better than we do. Okay, so I want you to think of it this way. I want you to think of this instead of these two malefics coming together, these two hot negative energies. I want you to think of like when you have two energies that are harsh, how can they? you know, um, actually work on your behalf to, you know, against each other, right? How can this, the part of you that is martial and out of control and fiery and, you know, ex just wanting to move forward and the part of you that it's like knows better, you know, has your best interest in mind, has the, the big picture in mind, how can those two parts of you tango? And how can you re be respectful of the part of you that wants to go, 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 and the part of you that's like, actually, you know what? Consequences. Like, I know better than to, you know, go running off of a cliff because, you know, for obvious reasons. So again, you could also be playing Saturn in this scenario if this is a scenario that you find yourself in with, um, again, with another person because it could show up that way where you are the one who's having discipline someone else so say that's a child say that's a, um, an employee say that's I don't know so usually someone who's sort of like in a, in a less superior role than you right someone you have authority over so that's how this could play out and again this could just be an internal struggle where um Again, you're, you're like foot on the gas and you're like, you're really just not going anywhere. And it feels so frustrating. Okay. I can personally relate to this. I'm having some of this going on myself in an internal struggle right now. And um, again, when we know this is at play, when we know this is happening, how can we just be like, okay, it's not go time right now. <laughs> it's not go time. You know, like it's just, it's, you know, we have to learn patience. We have to learn um, to, to cool our vets. We have to learn how to take care of our, you know, whatever, so that we're not, you know, like a shooting out of a cannon in life, you know, like they're, it's okay to go slow. <laughs> so Saturn is fast, or sorry, uh, Mars is fast and Saturn is slow. So they don't make good running buddies, right? <laughs> they don't move at the same pace whatsoever. So when they're opposing each other, it's it's just like saying, you know, listen, um, taming is in order here. Like we, you know, you're, you know, you gotta, you gotta learn, you gotta learn about the long game here. That's what Saturn is, is saying to Mars. So that's what's up this week. Okay. And again, this transit has been happening, it, it will continue to affect us. But if you're feeling this in your life, and again, if you do know astrology, and you can check your chart, and look to see uh, where you have Virgo and where you have Aquarius, because that's where Saturn is, or sorry, in Pisces, Saturn, <laughs> forgive me, I don't mean to um, make all these little minor mistakes here, but they are major if I didn't catch them. But um, Saturn was in Aquarius for so long. But you know, so I anyway, Saturn is now in Pisces going retrograde um, across from Virgo. So Saturn is, is, is at about five degrees right now, as is Mars as of the 20th. So that's the deal. Okay. So look at your chart and see what you have there. See what planets are there. See what houses you have Virgo and uh, Pisces. And that will tell you a little bit about how this transit is affecting you. And in what areas of your life you're having, you're, you're going into sort of a gridlock experience where things may feel frustrating. They may feel like they're not working out. They may feel like they're just stalled. Okay. But that's okay. It's totally okay. And there's a reason for it. And Saturn 
as much as it's, you know, kind of can be a more of a pain in the ass kind of energy, it's really looking out for you. You know, it's got your best interest in mind. Really, it does. <laughs> so let it do its thing and um, have, it, it will teach you patience. It will teach you, um, you know, how to cool your jets and, um, and that's what it's good for. All right. So, you know, again, it's just so interesting how these things play out because the following day, um, basically this new moon that we had on Monday in cancer was opposite is, has been opposite Pluto. Okay. And, uh, so again, that's a lot of, you know, the quote unquote malefics at play this week, which I don't know. I I don't know what you're feeling or what's happening in your life. This is going to affect us all differently, but this is again, universal transits. These are not you know, just personal to each of us. And the sun um, is going to come into a direct opposition with from that new moon, you know, where it was uh, together with the, the moon, the sun was with the moon now has moved into a direct um, opposition with Pluto on Friday, the day after this Mars Saturn <laughs> transit. So you know, again, just these are all highlighting different parts of our lives, okay? Because the sun is in cancer and um, late degrees of cancer right now. It's it's moving into Leo, shoot, any day now. Um, yeah, on Saturday and um, the 22nd. And so we've got uh, the sun and cancer opposing Pluto at late degrees of Capricorn, which has just in retro has retrograded back into Capricorn. So again, where you have the sun, where you shine in the house of cancer, wherever that would be in your chart is going to be kind of shining a light and is in an opposition to Pluto, which Pluto is about uh, power struggles and um, kind of like the underworld journey, right? So again, whatever is slowing us down here wants us to take a deeper look at some undercover stuff going on. And this is usually the case, right? There's a reason why, you know, I'll just give you a scenario. Like say you are in a race and... Um, but you have, uh, maybe you're just, maybe you have an illness, but you decide, you know, forget about my illness. I want to run, run this race, you know, and <laughs> this is just a hypothetical situation. So say you've got, you've got this race and then Saturn comes along, goes, no, you're not going to run this race. We're going to stop you. And then what happens is the very, <laughs> is that, you know, Instead of the race, which is what we want to do, which is what Mars, the ego and the will wants, we're actually asked to take a deeper look to Pluto's going to come, you know, drag us under the, um, under the, the, you know, surface here to what actually needs to be faced instead of what we think we want. We have to face what is actually going on with us, which is that maybe we have an illness and we can't run a race or we're going to get worse, right? We're not going to, you know, it's not going to be good for us in the long term, right? We actually need to slow down and look at, you know, our illness and, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, face, face what that is instead for us instead of, oh, I want to just be like everyone else, and be out there, you know, like a superhero. And, but really, you're on your own. You're on your own journey here. And you need to, you're, you, you're needed to tend to your own story, not become the hero in everybody else's story. Okay, so that's an interesting analogy that just came out of the blue. But um, so that's what's happening this week. So just think of how that can apply to you. And again, it's just going to be more specific when you look at the details of 
Again, Mars being in Virgo, Saturn being in Pisces, the Sun being in Cancer, and Pluto being in Capricorn. So that's going to give you more information about what this particular story is that's unfolding for you. But on an archetypal level, that's really kind of what I see happening here is, you know, we're being asked to look a layer deeper here, you know. Mars does want to be the hero, right? It's the archetypal masculine energy. It wants to shine. It wants to be first. It wants everybody, you know, look at me, look at me. I want to win, win, win. And Saturn's like, no, it's not all about you. Stop sign. This is about your transformation, which has to do with you telling your real story, your true story, and helping others who are having that journey instead of the journey that you think would look good or that you would rather be having. Okay? So Pluto asks us to face our deepest, darkest truths. That's what Pluto does. It's the planet of transformation. So Pluto doesn't want us to get away with anything. It wants us to heal, you know. So if we have some trauma going on, if we have some you know, deep, dark secrets that we're trying to run away from. We're trying to pretend we're someone we're not. We're trying to be the everybody hero when actually we're a different kind of hero. We're the hero with our actual story, not a made-up one. Um, that's what you're asked to be tending to. And guess what? Most of us are running like hell <laughs> away from that true story of our true heroism because it's we perceive it not to be sexy (laughs) we perceive it to be shameful mostly right but the truth is and we all know this because pluto is does rule sex and sexiness you know and power is that when we face our true self we become you know way sexier than if we are acting like some you know you know fake version of ourselves And um, that's our true transformation, and that's where we're needed. And uh, if we could only remember that and know that. So that's, you know, wow, that went on for a while, but that was my mini um, assessment here of this, you know, big week that we're having in astrology. So I'm curious how, you know, it rolls out for you, how you're going to experience this and how it's going to show up and... um, And let's get to the rest of the episode. So, you know, it's an interesting uh, co-thematic here because, you know, so I'm going to give you some tools, okay, around this theme of working on yourself, not working on your life, okay? So this is kind of what I've been talking about. So most of us think, Again, like say per life coaching here, most of us think, oh, I've got this life and I want to manicure this life. Okay. I want this thing and I want it to look like this and I want it, I want this title and I want this prestige and I want, um, you know, I want to check these boxes and I want X number of kids and I want blah, blah, blah. You know, the list goes on. Okay. What are we doing? We're creating a life. We're designing a life that we think would make us happy, we think would make us look good for the general population. This is how, you know, we Americans are, you know, designed usually to think over here. And if you're in America. (laughs) And um, so we have an idea of this life. And then guess what? We're the main character, right? So we're like, okay, this is how I want the main character of my life to show up. I want them to have this color hair. I want them to have this body. I want them to have these traits. I want them to blah, 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 right? So we design this main character that, is, that isn't us, right? We design this main character. We compare our, our real self against this fake main character self and this fake main character's life. That's completely fictionalized, depending on who you are, right? You're going to have this completely fictionalized 
life and a fictionalized main character that's absolutely has nothing to do with you it's not attainable um it's not your healing story it's not um relevant to your childhood it's not taking into consideration anything about you it's just some you know idea that you think would be cool to have in this life guess what there's other plans for you okay so instead of this idea that we have in our head that you know most often is designed by either our family or our culture about what's um acceptable what's desirable what's um sexy what's interesting i bring up that word sexy because it's just such a buzzword in our culture um it seems to be again everybody's uh goal you know and i i i understand it you know i understand it um and i think it's you know on one hand it's a it's a good goal i can it's a little bit of a um i'm i'm di- diverging here but um you know i do think it's a bit of a distraction um generally speaking because it does make us try to attain something that um again is sort of larger than life is sort of you know infallible is just you know gets you know everything is supposed to feel good look good you know be good and that's just not real life right um but so you know we have this we have this fictionalized idea which this is usually what it looks like but then we have ourselves right our tender uh you know um soft vulnerable um you know <laughs> um i you know someone was saying like doughy like we're these we we're like these puffy little doughy um you know beings we're like quite vulnerable and defenseless usually um and you know i mean to an extent and depending on how you're designed but you know we are not we are not um superheroes we are not um ai <laughs> you know um technologies we're humans right so and if we could accept that if we could look at the real us you know the real flesh and bone heart beating um nervous system uh you know in whatever state that's in um we would you know have a different idea of what it's like to be human and so when i say you know, and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago with the paradox uh, episode about paradox in life coaching. We think that we're designing goals for our life. <laughs> we think that we're setting out a vision board or a design or, you know, check boxes for our life, right? It, it, it's all out there, right? But what we're actually, what is actually happening, what all these planets are actually doing when they're going around the zodiac, having these appointments, and we're having these constant upgrades in our system that are, some of them are so micro, some of them can be very pronounced, right? Like very initiatory. But some of them, you know, they're happening every single day, these little micro adjustments to ourselves. If we're not tracking that, if we're not paying attention, we think nothing is happening. (laughs) That's why I ask you to track your progress track your sensations and your dreams and you know your your inner life because you are making progress it doesn't seem like it mars wants to go fast the ego wants to go fast but if we could just focus on ourself not our life we would have a different measuring stick. So I'm going to give you a few, you know, ways to work on yourself and not your life. Because they, 
they really are two separate things. Okay? Your life is something you can envision. It doesn't exist. Okay? Your life is this amorphous on, you know, it, it's, it's this moving target. It doesn't really exist, right? It's always changing. It's always, there's always potential. And yourself is, you know, physical. It's, it's, there's a staticness in time, in space. It does, you know, it's constantly changing. But if you can slow yourself down, there's a you that exists separate from this life, which is kind of something that doesn't really exist, <laughs> Because it's completely transitory, right? The life is the projection. And the self is all you've got. Yourself, your body, your sensations, your, your dreams, your desires, your wants, your hopes, your fears, your body. Okay? This is all what we need to be tracking in terms of and paying attention to and putting energy into instead of the outward goals okay most of us obviously we're very busy many, many you know many people are very busy and there is no quote-unquote time to focus on ourselves um i don't believe that but you know that that's you know there there is time there's always time there there's time in every moment actually you know it's a different orientation to live like this but once you have an idea of where yourself is, of, of the fact that you have a self, of the fact that um, you could be paying attention to it, then you will know where to put your energy instead of on this hypothetical life thing that doesn't exist <laughs> that you think that you are living. Okay, so how to change yourself. I'm going to give a few places to put our focus okay so we can get a little concrete here number one somatic awareness okay what is somatic awareness somatic awareness some soma means body so to have somatic awareness is to have awareness of your body okay now this is something that we need to start to pay attention to if we're not already we need to have awareness of our body in time and space what does that mean okay is my body cold is my body hot is my body tired is my body hungry is my body hurt does it hurt does my body feel good does my body feel tight does my body feel expansive does my body feel stressed, contracted? Does my body feel relaxed? Okay? So number one is somatic awareness. Track how your body is feeling, what your body is needing, how your body is feeling. Number one. Okay? So we're not talking about some goal out there. We're just talking about how does your body feel? And if it doesn't feel good, or if it needs something, first of all, if it needs something, if it's cold, get it a, get it a sweater, put some socks on, okay, turn off the air conditioning, number one. If the body is hungry, give it food. If it's thirsty, give it water. If it's tired, give it a nap, Take go to bed, okay. That's how we take care of our body. Otherwise, our body will start, you know, it will start to talk back to us. It will start to demand things because it is trying to get our attention because it is out of balance. <laughs> so ask your body what it needs and then notice how your body is feeling. If you're feeling stressed, how can you slow down how can you how can you tell if you're stressed pay attention to your breath how are you breathing and is the breath stuck anywhere so just do a little body check okay take your attention over your body 
and notice where there's tight or stuck places. I've been having some majorly, you know, some stuff come up somatically and I'm really staying on top of it because I I do not want this stuff to become chronic, right? I don't want stuff to get stuck in my body. So how do we avoid that? We notice it and then we tend to it. What do we need? A little stretching? What do we need to, to slow down? Do we need to breathe? Do we need a nap? Do we need, um, you know, to, to just go into child's pose and, and regulate our body? What's happening where there's tightness, where there's constriction, so that we can bring the body back into balance, okay? Because this is how we kick up, you know, inflammation. This is how, you know, things become chronic when we have this kind of stress and we let it reside in the body. And um, then it again, it gets louder. So that's number one, somatic awareness. Tune into your body, okay? This is a, on a regular basis. Try this, you know, if preferably all day long. But if, you know, you lose track, see if you can do it at least five times a day. Five times throughout the day. Check your body. And that's, that's being sparse. Number two, pattern recognition. Okay. So this is not about your life. This is about your self. How are patterns showing up in your life? Are you having patterns show up? Like, oh, I keep getting no, right? I keep getting, say, rejected. It's a pattern. It keeps showing up. So this is not about like that person that rejected you. This is not about, you know, the the job that rejected you. This is about being rejected, okay? So it's not about your life and the people in your life and what's happening out there. It's about the fact that you're having an experience which shows up over and over and your life, your yourself is 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 trying to tell you something you know about the fact that either you're pursuing the wrong things you're not listening right we're pursuing the wrong things if we keep getting rejected so we're pursuing things that aren't right for us so we get rejected right it's not a fit and that again That's not necessarily something we're doing wrong. And it could also be, right? What is the pattern? If we're being rejected, is it something that we're doing over and over that is getting, not getting us the results that we want? Okay. So it's not like anybody else did this to us. How are we getting in this situation over and over? Pattern recognition. Pattern recognition is also like, um, You know, I keep, uh, I don't know, running into a a dead end, Um, you know, I don't know, in this, whenever I'm driving, like I end up, you know, going, (laughs) whatever it is, you know, if there's something that shows up over and over in your life, however subtle it is, say it's that, you know, like, like, say one day, you run out of, you know, your cereal, your milk, your toast, everything runs out the same day. It's like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just throwing in some examples here. But notice, notice these things. Notice what's going on in your life. Notice the patterns. These are not inconsequential. And they are telling you something about you, okay? About your ability to, you know, suss out, again, what's right for you. Your approach to trying to acquire things, Um your ability to plan, you know, etc. So notice your patterns, pattern recognition. Number three, track your moods. Okay, this is so important. All right. So I just want to, um, I'm going to run down a list of six, get my list in front of me here. Um, six emotions, okay, or moods. And you can write these down if you want. So these are the six basic 
emotions. Anger, sadness, fear, joy, disgust, and surprise. Okay? Six emotions. And everything else is thrown into those, you know, one of those categories. You know, if it's uh, joy and or happiness, it's the same thing, right? We'll throw it in there. So anger, sadness, fear, joy, disgust, surprise. Six emotions. Now, I want you to, throughout the day, track your mood, your emotions. I want you to notice what emotion you are in throughout the day. Are you in anger? Are you in fear? Are you in sadness? Are you in joy? Are you in disgust? Are you in surprise? Okay. I want you to become familiar with your moods. Because if you don't know if you're in an emotion, first of all, sometimes we're the last to know because other people around us are very clear. Like, oh, that guy's angry and you're not aware of it. Even if you're joyful, sometimes we're the last to know. (laughs) You know, we need to know because that could be your normal, you know. But you need to know what mood you're in. I want you to be able to start to name it, okay? This is really important. So track your moods. I want you to understand what your dominant moods are, how they move throughout the day, how quickly they move. And no judgment here. You may be going through a lot. Maybe you're going through a loss and you're going in and out of grief and fear and sadness and joy, you know, like cycling, okay? No problem. (laughs) Just notice. That's what, you know, that's your job, okay? So that's number three. Number four is to track your mental activity, okay? Not just, and we're not just talking about if you can track your thoughts, and that's best done through meditation, you know, because once we start to be able to track our thoughts, we're, we're able to notice them. So ideally, you can come to a place where you can not only track your thoughts, but you can hear them. Um, but there's two things about tracking thoughts. One is the quality of the thinking. So is the thinking circular? Is it like a storm? Is it like a tornado? Um, is it stuck? Are you thinking repetitively? Is it um, sabotaging? Right? What is the quality of the thought? And if possible, what is the content that you are thinking? So is my repetitive thinking about um, losing weight? Is my repetitive thinking about money? Is my repetitive thinking about um, getting a raise, whatever. And so that's what you're doing. So what is the, what is the cadence of the thought and what is the content of the thought? Okay. We want to see if we can start to track that. Um, let's see, I'm going to pause this for a moment. Okay, I'm back. (laughs) I need to take a little moment there. All right, so (laughs) we were at uh, tracking our mood and tracking our mental activity. And number five, I want us to track, are we in uh, reaction or response in life? Okay. So those are two different categories. Are you having a response? Are you able to respond? As in, take a breath, use your prefrontal cortex, um, use your better judgment, or are you in reaction? Where again, you send that quick email, you you know cut someone off in you know traffic, or you react to them cutting you off in traffic, whatever the thing is. So, what is Um, your ability to respond instead of react. Okay, I want us to take note of this. And finally, finally, last on our list of how to work on ourself, not our life, is what 
when you make a mistake, when you do something you regret, when you have a meltdown, when you do react, what is your recovery time? How long does it take you to recover from making a mistake, doing something wrong, uh, you know, having an embarrassing uh, situation, uh, you know, not being your best self? How long does it take you to recover? And what does that recovery look like? So, in other words, do you beat yourself up? Do you sabotage yourself? Do you go into behaviors like uh, punish, punishing behaviors like, you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever, addictive behaviors? Do you um, pretend it didn't happen? <laughs> uh, or are you able to see what you did, be kind to yourself, and make a recovery and, and again, in what amount of time? So does it take you a minute, an hour, a day, a week? And what is your process there? Is it, do you forgive yourself? Do you learn from your mistake? Um, do, are you excited that you had another learning opportunity? I mean, it can really, you can really get to that place where you're like, yes, I see, I did it again, and I see that that was good that I did it again because I needed to learn this lesson and I still hadn't and this was the kicker, okay? So what is your recovery time and what is your recovery process when you have a setback? Because you're going to have a setback, <laughs> you know, against all better planning, judgment, etc. It's just going to happen. It's how we learn. It's how we develop. So there it is. So in your process here, again, of working on yourself in your life, please do not measure your progress and your success by your goals and your accomplishments. Yes, those are great. They're fleeting and they're transitory. But what you're really working on here is you're building a self that you can count on, that you can trust, that you can enjoy, that can relax, that is even-tempered, that is dependable, and that is at peace. You see how these are two different things? You're not building an outward life that's going to change and, you know, could disappoint you, could not turn out as planned, could, you know, reality is going to show up in all, every which way that we have no control over a lot of the time. Sometimes we can. We're not looking at the out there. We're looking at ourself. Are we building a self that's resilient, that's at peace, that's trustworthy, that's, um, you know, not sabotaging itself, that's not um, spending energy on degrading and punishing itself, right? So that's where we're focused, okay? When we're doing the work, when we're working on ourselves, and I'll go over this list again of ways to check in with yourself on a daily basis, okay? So we have somatic awareness, we have pattern recognition, we have mood tracking, we have mental tracking mental activity we have or can we react or respond and we have recovery time from making mistakes okay so that's a big episode today I hope you took notes um, I hope you learned something and I hope you can apply what we learned today <laughs> because this is so important okay it's so easy to set our markers in realist unrealistic measuring sticks unrealistic places what you really want to be doing is working on you okay your precious uh you know self okay
that's what we're working on. That's our project. Our life is not our project. Our self is our project. <laughs> because your progress is going to look different than everyone else's. And it's still progress. It's still beautiful, beautiful progress. And you can't compare it to somebody else's life. You can only compare it to you. And are you better than you were the day before or the year before or 10 years before? Are you doing better? You know, are you feeling better? That's what we want. Okay. All right. So that was a lot. And um, it's a longer episode today. And I think it's worthy because we had, again, all this astrology going on. So what that means is a lot of big shifts. There's a lot of big shifts happening right now. So we need some major tools. We need a major rudder. We need something to hold on to (laughs) right now. So that's what I gave you with the episode today. So use it well. Listen again if you need to. And uh, you can find me at juliabirnbaum.com. Again, get in touch for astrology and tarot readings, for life coaching, I can help you, um, you know, I can help hold you in this process, uh, you know, just using these tools and showing up for yourself and giving you the kudos that you deserve, you know, for um, making, you know, making these changes that you need to your internal world so that you can be happier and feel better about this whole thing, this whole journey that can be pretty chaotic, you know. We want to be able to feel good about it. And um, so reach out to me, juliabornbaum.com. If you want more information, you want to work with me, I'm available. Let me know. Um, wishing you, yeah, a great week. Again, we're heading into the Venus retrograde. <laughs> this happens every couple years. Um, I'll talk about that more. I guess I'll talk about that more next week. It's starting on Saturday, though, so July 22nd, going into Venus, retrograde, and Leo, Um, July 22nd to September 3rd, so get ready for that, more info next week, Um, and we have enough to deal with right now. (laughs) All right, take care, thank you so much for listening, and uh, and I want to hear your progress. Okay, bye.